taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Good afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Hello, and welcome to Authentic Living. This is Andrea Matthews. Demetra George is our guest for today, and she brought the feminine principle to astrology by introducing us all to the asteroid goddesses with her book of the same title. In so doing, she brought a whole deeper level of understanding and awareness to those of us who use astrology as a channel for guiding information. Demetra has authored or co-authored several other books, including two Astrology for Yourself books, one a book on understanding and interpreting the birth chart, and the other, a book for personal transformation, both co-authored with George Block. She's also written Finding Your Way Through the Dark, The Astrology of the Dark Goddess Mysteries, and Mysteries of the Dark Moon, The Healing Power of the Dark Goddess, as well as the focus of our discussion today in her most recent book, Astrology and the Authentic Self, Integrating Traditional and Modern Astrology to Uncover the Essence of the Birth Chart. So, with that said, Demetra, thank you so much for your willingness to come and share this sacred information with our listeners today. It's, it's truly a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Andrea. Oh, you're so welcome. We're glad to have you. Some of our listeners, you know, are real familiar with astrology, and some of them aren't. So, I guess the first thing that we need to talk about today is a general overview of the purpose of astrology. Can you help us with that? The uh, purpose of astrology has certainly changed over the history of astrology. In um, astrology's earliest um, origins, about 4,000 years ago in ancient Babylonia, uh, the planets were understood to be one of the appearances of the gods and by their positions in light were giving information to humans regarding their intentions. And the purpose, the, this information was given to the kings um, so that the kings could rule the kingdom in accordance with divine intention. About 2,000 years later, right at the turn of the millennium, um, astrology, uh, which is the um, kind of birth of what would become modern astrology, uh, it was used to look at a person's character, their fate, their fortune, uh, what would come to them over the course of their lives. But today, in modern astrology, especially because of the overlay of psychology, it is primarily a tool for self-knowledge and self-realization of better understanding who it is that we are and what we're supposed to be doing with our lives and the best way of getting there. Okay. So today, the modern astrology would, would more or less use it for that purpose, to just sort of get to for know the who they are. For the most part. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, let's field this one. There does seem to be a lot of ignorance and bias about astrology out there based on the notion that the horoscopes that we read about in the newspaper and the magazines are very often either untrue or simply wise sayings that could apply to any day. Can you talk to us about that? Right, well, that um, is true in some cases and not in others. Okay. It depends upon the person who is writing the column. 
And certain columns are written by people who have no background whatsoever in astrology and are written purely for entertainment purposes. There are other columns that are written by reputable astrologers. They're actually looking at something um, objective in the sky. And those have uh, certainly more relevance um, to individuals, but because it's based upon the month in which we were born, it's applicable to roughly one-twelfth of the population. And there are many more factors than just a person's sun sign which um, influence how any particular day is for us. Okay, so the sun sign certainly is not the only thing that we need to consider. And so when people, you know, and I, I certainly have had people make this argument that, well, you know, astrology is not really true because if it was, then all those statements they give us would be true. So what the response, correct response might be, well, is there, there's more information right, to be considered. Right, there's at least nine other planets and a host of asteroids and celestial bodies that all make up the uniqueness of each person. Uh, the sun certainly is very important, but it's just one of many factors. Given that, with the fact that there are some columns written by people who know what they're doing and others that don't, and this is why you have that broad range in what you encounter. Okay, okay. All right, so if you think about the natal chart and with all the nine planets, including the asteroids that you uncovered, um, can you define for us the natal chart and its purpose as you see it? Right, the natal chart... Um, it comes from the Latin word natus, which means to be born. So uh, the natal chart is the position and arrangement of the planets um, in the various zodiacal signs at the exact time and place of a child's birth. And in um, a universe that is understood as holistic, uh, with the principle of as above, so below, um, the arrangement of the planets and the skies above corresponds in some way to patterns that exist within the human psyche and that we each respond to. Uh, and so the um, purpose of the natal chart is to understand this innate pattern that is unique to each person and what is the message for that individual as to who they are and how to live their life. Okay, so would you find in a natal chart a prediction of what somebody's life is going to be like then? Not necessarily a prediction of what it's going to be, but of what it is intended to be. Okay. And there are many factors that can um, influence or alter the outcome. If we have like a, um, we can use the metaphor of like a seed, like a carrot if you plant that carrot seed, you can be assured that it's going to turn out to be a carrot and not a watermelon. Right. But there are many influences of weather and soil and storms that will influence um, how that carrot seed will develop. Okay, great analogy. That's very helpful. Thank you. Okay, so now down to the specifics of what you do with the chart. How do you help a client to know the authentic self through the use of astrology? And, and I know that might take a long answer, so if we have to break in between, we'll come back to it. Okay. So do you want me to start now? Yeah, please. Okay. So the first thing I do is um, ask them their birth time and place and then um, construct a chart 
which is uh, the map of the heavens at that time and location. And in my uh, new book, Astrology and the Authentic Self, I am proposing that the essence of a person's life can be understood through three factors. Uh, the ascendant or rising sign with the planet that rules it is the first factor, the sun sign and the moon sign. And the sun depicts the basic purpose of our life. The ancient astrologers called it a symbol of our soul. It's the soul's intention for what we are here to do. The moon that was often described as the body, uh, the position of the moon in a person's chart, shows how we apply this purpose in everyday life. And then finally, the ascendant and its um, planet that rules it uh, tells us uh, what is the topic that steers our life toward its intended destination. And by engaging in what kinds of activities will that keep us on our course of where it is that would be um, the place that we can go that makes us the most happy and that is most beneficial for ourselves and others. Then once you've established that um, the out, those broad outlines, at that point you can look at all of the other planets in the chart, the asteroids, the fixed stars, the nodes, the lot of fortune, and that they uh, flesh out the structure that's been established by sun, moon, and ascendant. Okay. So that's how I, I would proceed in the course of an uh, astrological reading. Okay, okay. So um, as you start with the sun and the purpose, the soul's intention, and move to the sort of uh, the, uh, how they would activate that principle in their everyday life, and then if I understand what you said correctly about the ascendant, that means that that would be sort of relevant to place and a, a kind of how-to for how they would activate that soul intention. Is that what you meant? Uh, yes and no. Okay. Um, the uh, ascendant or the rising sign is the sign that was coming up over the eastern horizon at the moment of our birth. And the um, ancient astrologers called uh, the ascendant um, like the helm of a ship. And they envisioned life as a seafaring journey. Um, and a successful life was likened to the uh, captain getting the ship to its port of destination with its cargo intact. And for each sign, there's a planet that's associated with it. So if the planet that rules our rising sign, let's say, is in the seventh house, and the seventh house in astrology refers to one-to-one -one relationships, then it is through our activities in relationships with others that will bring us to where we need to go. If that planet that rules the ascendant, by contrast, is in the 10th house, which is uh, the house of profession, it's through our professional life, uh, those activities, that they will steer us in the right direction. Okay. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Thank you for making that really clear. Okay. So so are there specific, you've spoken a little bit about that planetary in energies, but are there specific aspects and by that, for our audience, I mean how one, one planet impacts another in a natal chart that are particularly relative to the authentic self. Uh, 
I let me um, frame that um, this answer a little bit. Uh, the aspects uh, show the angular distances between planets, their arrangements relative to one another. And uh, the planets not only act as individuals, but they also have to respond to whoever else they're connected to. So when planets are aspected to one another, it means this is who you're connected to. And some aspects and the nature of some planets are helpful and that they support one another, they're sympathetic. Um, and other aspects, like the square and the opposition, are um, provide challenges and um, adversarial relations. So we could say that the aspects show the either difficulty with which any planet has bringing about what it's trying to do. Okay, okay, that's real clear. Okay, well, so far we've gotten some really good education, and we're going to get some more after the break. This is Andrea Matthews with Authentic Living, and we're talking today with Demetra George. We'll be back in just a moment. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. I begin each day with an intention to be open to guidance, to expect guidance, to trust and appreciate when guidance comes. With these intentions, each day is easier to navigate. Hi, I'm Sonia Choquette. When I decided to trust my guidance and further my education, I chose the American Institute of Holistic Theology, A-I-H-T, with a soulful pathway to deep learning. In my own home, on my own schedule, I earn my Ph.D. in metaphysics. You know, the value of wisdom only grows, and in developing our own gifts, we can help others evolve, too. That's how it works. These self-paced programs in holistic health, metaphysics, holistic ministries, parapsychic science, and holistic theology can embolden your spirit to change the world. And the time has come for us all to do our part in changing the world. So in this moment, call the American Institute of Holistic Theology. The number is 1-800-650-4325. In this moment, visit AIHT.edu. All my love. When I found out my jeans were made using child labor and sweatshops, I wrote a letter to the company saying, reconsider your labor practices. A few months later, I get a letter back saying thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor and sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back thanking me for my concerns and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who will work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network.
You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back talking to Demetra George today about astrology and the authentic self. And before the break, you were giving us some direction about what um, aspects in the natal chart were particularly relative to the authentic self. And you were speaking just a little bit about um, uh, how the squares and oppositions are challenging and uh, some of the other aspects are more helpful and how it's kind of like what I heard you saying was it was a little bit like each planet operates individually as does each person and yet each planet is impacted by other planets or could be impacted by other planets with it with whom or what it's in relationship to and that's how they work sort of together. Do I have that Yeah, correct? we can think about the planets as representing the different parts of our own personality or all the different people that live inside of us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have a lot of internal conflicts It may be that we're studying for an exam and a friend calls us up and invites us to go to the movies with them. Well, there's one part of us that would really like to go um, and the other part that says, no, no, we're not allowed to. And so the aspects show the internal conflicts we have with um, different um, agendas that are presented to us. Okay. And do those ever become external conflicts as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The internal process that manifests as external events. Okay, absolutely. All right, so I, I want to ask, is the authentic self the direction of the natal chart? But you mentioned just a little bit about the ascendant being sort of the direction. I'm thinking of the north node in, in the way that I've typically thought of the north node as something that gives us some direction. But you've talked about the ascendant. Can you help me understand that and offer our listeners? Yes. Uh, before... Um I go there. There's just a few more things I want to say about um, the authentic self and its connection with um, astrology. And one of the um, philosophical questions that exist is that do we live in a universe that has um, meaning and purpose? And is there a place uh, for human beings within it that they also participate in this larger purpose of the, of the cosmos. And does this sense of purpose come uh, to us as some kind of a personal calling? And to the extent that we hear that call, that we recognize it, that we acknowledge it, then this is actually what our authentic self is. And once we have a sense of that image, that vision, that call, this can shape and inform all of our ordinary activities in a manner that um, provides a sense of purpose and meaning to our lives. And so this is uh, what I mean when I what I mean when I use this concept of authentic self is what is our inner life purpose? And then um, how is it that astrology is one tool of many 
that can help us realize um, what this purpose is and how to best be able to live it. So then, in going back to your question about the um, ascendant, uh, which many people may have also heard is the rising sign, uh, the uh, signs, the 12 signs in astrology, have been classified according to the four elements of fire, earth, air, and water. And they relate on um, the most general level. The earth relates to our physical body, and the air element is associated with our mental body or our mind. The water element is linked with our feelings, and the fire element with our spirit. There's a, a song that goes, um, earth my body, water my blood, air my breath, and fire my spirit. Mm-hmm. And so depending on which um, element a person's rising sign belongs to, this element speaks to what is the primary motivation of the soul. What is the bottom line that moves or stirs our soul to action? So if a person has an earth sign rising, let's say Taurus or Virgo or Capricorn, the primary motivation of earth is for financial and physical security, of knowing that we have a roof over our head and money in the bank and we're not going to be homeless and destitute. And to the extent that we are satisfying that need in our lives, then everything else works. And to the extent that we're not, then very little works. By contrast, if a person has an air sign rising, which is Gemini, Libra, or Aquarius, basic motivation of air is for the free expression and communication of one's ideas. To have the freedom to say what you think, to have other people listen to it, to value it, and not to be put in a situation where you're being ignored or told that you're stupid. And this then becomes the bottom line for anyone who has an air sign rising. So this is the first level we look at in the... um, query of the direction of the authentic self, a person who has earth needs material security, a person who has an air sign rising needs freedom of expression and thinking, a person who has a water sign rising needs emotional security, and a person who has a fire sign rising needs freedom and influence and autonomy in their lives as the bottom line, and this is the force that then moves this authentic self into all of its other activities. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that so really where where we're headed with that helm of the ship is mm-hmm. really has to do with those elements and then with becomes... those elements and then with the planet that rules that sign mm-hmm. as we spoke earlier. Um, in astrology uh, there's a planet that is connected with each sign. The sun with the sign of Leo and the moon with the sign of Cancer and so on. And if we see the planet that rules the ascendant as the steersman or captain of our ship of life, it's, um, first of all, its archetypal nature tells us, like, who's running our life. If we have a Libra as our rising sign, the planet that rules Libra is Venus, and Venus is the archetypal lover. So this is the person who is steering our life. If, by contrast, we have Sagittarius rising, 
the planet that rules it is Jupiter, and we have the philosopher or teacher who is guiding our life to its destination. And then, as we spoke about earlier, the house that that planet is in, whether it's in the house of home and family or the house of children or the house of relationships or the house of education, then those are the activities that bring us to where we're supposed to go, which is our authentic self. And it's motivated by the need for material security or freedom or emotional security. Okay. And so this is how we begin to put together the portrait of who are we intrinsically in our heart of hearts um, and how is it that we can best guide the sense of self to living a purposeful and meaningful life. Okay, that's beautiful. And one of the things that I think of, which is just a, a little aside here, is that, you know, in working with clients that I work with, I, I find that uh, so oftentimes we sort of chastise things about ourselves that are, you know, like, for example, if, if you've got a deep-seated need for emotional or financial, I mean, mm -hmm. uh, financial or physical security, you might say, well, I just, I just really wish I didn't have that. But what you're saying is that very need becomes a part of the drive to become who we really are. Absolutely. And what the value of astrology is of self-acceptance mm -hmm. and realizing that what we think we need, by and large, is what we probably really do need. And it may not be what our best friend or our husband or wife or parent needs. And so it gives us this capacity for inner strength of knowing that someone else shouldn't talk us out of what we know is right for us, mm -hmm. simply because it's right for them. So astrology as a, a way of life teaches a kind of inner strength and the rightness of our um, convictions, and an outer tolerance for the differences of others. Well, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And it's just a real handy tool that we can really make very practical. It's not so, um, I mean, it's certainly got some skills involved with it, but it can be a very practical tool that we can use that can yeah. really help us see that. Okay, well, so, okay, now let's talk a little bit about transits. And uh, how can understanding transits work to help develop the authentic design for our lives? Well, the natal chart is where the planets were when a person is born. But they don't stop still just because we're born. They continue moving in their orbits around the sun. And as these planets pass over the degrees of our birth planet, they activate that part of our personality, almost like pressing the button and saying, okay, it's time for you to walk out onto center stage right now and to say your lines. And this is what transits are. It's the positions of the planets right now and how they impact the positions of the planets when a person was born. And so if someone is having a Saturn transit, Saturn is basically saying, um, be real, be practical, get your life together, fulfill your responsibilities, finish your commitments. And if it's on um, a planet that has rulership, it's transiting over a planet that has rulership over your education, this is the time to study like you've never studied in your life before in order to achieve your goals. But if it's a planet Uranus, which is the principle of 
freedom and change and that shattering old structures that are keeping us confined. And that planet Uranus is transiting or passing over a planet in our chart that rules our profession. Then the message is it's time to shake up your professional life and to be um, listen to that which you've always wanted to do rather than what your father and mother pressured you to do. Okay. And so... Well, I'm going to stop you right here. I'm going to stop you right here because we're going to take a break, and I want you to hold that thought. We'll come right back to it. This is Andrea Matthews with Authentic Living. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh, uh, uh, uh. There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. I begin each day with an intention to be open to guidance to expect guidance, to trust, and appreciate when guidance comes. With these intentions, each day is easier to navigate. Hi, I'm Sonia Choquette. When I decided to trust my guidance and further my education, I chose the American Institute of Holistic Theology, A-I-H-T, with a soulful pathway to deep learning. In my own home, on my own schedule, I earn my Ph.D. in metaphysics. You know, the value of wisdom only grows, and in developing our own gifts, we can help others evolve, too. That's how it works. These self-paced programs in holistic health, metaphysics, holistic ministries, parapsychic science, and holistic theology can embolden your spirit to change the world. And the time has come for us all to do our part in changing the world. So in this moment, call the American Institute of Holistic Theology. The number is 1-800-650-4325. In this moment, visit AIHT.edu. All my love. What can you tell me about SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA teaches you employability skills. So you know how to deal with people, you have teamwork, your resume is going to look awesome. Well, it's important to know your technical skills, but not only that, to have soft skills, the skills of learning how to communicate with people. On the web at skillsusa.org. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. 
Okay, we're back, and uh, this is Andrea Matthews and Authentic Living, brought to you by the American Institute of Holistic Theology. Today we're talking to Demetra George, and just before the break, Demetra, we were talking about the transit of Saturn as it might be crossing over Uranus, and I believe Uranus in your um, example was in the 10th house. Can you help us go forward with that now? Well, actually, um, I was talking about two different transits. Okay. One is the case of the transit of Saturn, over some planet, and I contrasted it to the transit of the planet Uranus over some other planet. Okay. But right now, in the skies, there is an opposition of the planets Saturn and Uranus, and that the first time that opposition happened in the cycle was right on Election Day, and that Saturn is the um, uh, principle of experience of the uh, authority of dogma, of the tried and the true, and Uranus is the principle of change. And we saw that um, beautifully illustrated in the contest between John McCain and Barack Obama. Did the nation want to go with experience Saturn or change Obama? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a real good example. And, mm-hmm. and those two, uh, those are real good examples. Saturn and Uranus are, uh, I think, good examples because they're they are, do show how we can have that, that same energy in one person. We want change, but we want structure at the same time. Yes, and there may be one area of our life where we are needing structure to build structure in, and another area of our life where we're needing to make changes, and that this may be going on simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, astrology is one way that helps us to be able to define what we need to hold on to and what it is that we need to transform. Okay. All right. You mentioned in the natal chart that there were various aspects, dif- uh, difficult aspects. Some are, are not mm-hmm. so difficult. Some are helpful and some are difficult. Are those challenges in the natal chart challenges to our ability to structure an authentic life, or are they challenges regarding survival? Can you help us understand that? Right. I would say that depending on the situation, they are both. And it may be that um, there is the, the sun part of us in our chart that is, uh, let's say, in the house of um, profession and that the intention of our soul um, is to develop a professional life. But that planet may be opposed by another planet that's in the fourth house whose meaning has to do with the establishment of a home and family. And we may feel torn apart inside between one part of us wanting to go out in the world and the other part feeling the pull of our um, personal and familial responsibilities and need for anchoring and security. And so... There may be a way in which, as we're trying to be authentic uh, or live an authentic life, ultimately what we have to do is to recognize that both parts of these are equally important and to create a structure where they both can have time and space and acknowledgement rather than um, repressing one in favor of the other. Right. And then this... uh, then can spill over into the second part of your question of challenges regarding survival of 
what do I need to do in order to survive um, in this world? For many of us, ultimately, that's uh, one of the big questions is we've all got to do something in order to pay the bills. And how is this the result of the internal uh, needs and challenges and conflicting agendas that we have on the inside? Right. So as I hear what you're saying, there can be a way to sort of merge the authentic self with our basic survival needs. That Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now, how does the feminine energy of the asteroid goddesses that you've written so much about help us to attain authenticity? Well, the asteroids um, are real bodies out between Mars and Jupiter. There are thousands of them. and But the first weren't discovered until the 1800s. Uh, this was almost 4,000 years after the other planets were known about because they were so tiny that they needed to wait for the telescope to be discovered. Mm-hmm. And then it took um, about another 150 years for astrologers to have tables to put them in the charts because we had to wait for computers to calculate very uh, difficult orbits. But in pre-asteroid astrology of the 10 basic planets, only two of them, the Moon and Venus, represented feminine archetypes. And by and large, um, until the um, a woman's consciousness movement of the 1960s and 70s, the only two roles that most women had available to express themselves were Moon as mother and Venus as wife. Um, with the addition of the four goddesses, great goddesses from the Greco-Roman pantheon, Ceres, Pallas, Athena, Juno, and Vesta, um, many more options and roles became available to both women and men with which to express their feminine energies that went beyond Moon as mother and Venus as wife. And so this gives a more a fullness, a more well-roundedness, a more multifaceted expression to the um, wholeness of who we are. Okay, so, and I, th- I think it's fascinating that the discovery of the asteroids in the sky is, is uh, and also the writing of your books, raises our consciousness about the whole idea of what femininity is all about. Yes, it does. And uh, from an esoteric point of view, they say that when planets are seen and um, discovered um, and named, it represents um, an awakening of that corresponding center of consciousness within the human psyche. So when the feminine named asteroids came into consciousness, it corresponded to an awakening uh, or a reawakening of the feminine defined principle in psyche and society. Okay. So can you give us an example, uh, or maybe even a case, where uh, uh, one particular asteroid was significant in a person's chart? Well, let's say... um, uh, Pallas Athena, who was the goddess of wisdom in ancient Greece. And she was um, born from the crown of her father Jupiter, who was the great god. And um, she was also a warrior, known as a warrior queen and represents an aspect of the feminine that is smart and strong, intelligent, powerful, capable, and competent in a worldly sense. 
And uh, in mythology, um, in ancient mythology, uh, Pallas was um, uh, made to, was turned into um, a virgin goddess of not having love, any lovers or consorts. And the message that was given was that, well, if you're going to be a woman and you're going to be you know, smart, we're not going to consider you to be a real woman and deny you a certain kind of um, validation that we give those who know their place and uh, take care of the house and bear children. But when Pallas Athena came into consciousness with the um, discovery and the, uh, the uh, tables for her, we began to see women breaking the glass ceilings and coming into education, coming into politics, coming into sports, coming into business. And this aspect of the feminine that is smart and competent began to emerge into society. Okay. That's a great example. Thank you very much. Okay. Now I'm going to ask a question I know you get asked a lot. How does this work with the authentic self uh, as it configures into a relationship or a composite chart? Uh, or, okay. How that, do you work that's with a great question. Yeah. Okay. When you know your own chart, it's a picture of who you are. This is who you essentially are. And it's something that is, in my practice, something that's difficult to change unless the pattern for that change isn't also part of your natal chart. And it becomes challenging to change because someone else wants you to. You're like, beloved, because it suits their purposes to have you be something other than who you actually are. Mm -hmm. So when we work with just ourselves, um, and then also there's another part of the chart when we look at our house of relationship that tells us specifically what is the bottom line of what we need in partnership. For some people, it's a home and family. For others, it's children. For others, yet, it's financial security. For some, it's having a best friend. And for others, yet, it's status and having a professional um, role in the world. And so when we identify who we are and what we need from partnership, from marriage, then this is what it is. The question then becomes, what is it that, who is our partner, and what is it that they need for marriage, and can we be that for the other person, and can they be that for us? Right. So then and that's the fundamental uh, question of relationship that astrology can help us understand. Okay. And once we recognize that our partners are who we are, then it becomes inappropriate for us to force, cajole, guilt, or shame them into being something else that might serve us better. It is a matter of realizing that this may not be the best situation for me because what I need is simply not in that other person to be able to be and do, okay. to release them from that. All right, and we're going to talk some more about that after the break. We'll be back in just a moment with Demetra George. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. 
I begin each day with an intention to be open to guidance, to expect guidance, to trust and appreciate when guidance comes. With these intentions, each day is easier to navigate. Hi, I'm Sonia Choquette. When I decided to trust my guidance and further my education, I chose the American Institute of Holistic Theology, A-I-H-T, with a soulful pathway to deep learning. In my own home, on my own schedule, I earn my Ph.D. in metaphysics. You know, the value of wisdom only grows, and in developing our own gifts, we can help others evolve, too. That's how it works. These self-paced programs in holistic health, metaphysics, holistic ministries, parapsychic science, and holistic theology can embolden your spirit to change the world. And the time has come for us all to do our part in changing the world. So in this moment, call the American Institute of Holistic Theology. The number is 1-800-650-4325. In this moment, visit AIHT.edu. All my love. Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, <laughs> she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Uh-huh. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. <laughs> turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at bornlearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Okay, we're back, and today we're talking to Demetra George, the author of Astrology and the Authentic Self, Integrating Traditional and Modern Astrology to Uncover the Essence of the Birth Chart. And before we go any further, I want to let you know that you can uh, go to Demetra's website at Demetra-George, that's D-E-M-E-T-R-A-George.com. I mean hyphen.com, sorry. And uh, Demetra-George.com. And um, you can be referred there to Amazon.com where you can purchase her book. And also um, uh, you can find information about Demetra's travels at ancientoracletours.com. And I want to ask you a little bit about your travels and how you combine that with astro- astrology now, Demetra. 
Yes, um, I've been taking people to Greece and the Mediterranean since 1992. I've done about 15 or 20 of those trips. And many, uh, with, especially with the asteroids, there are many uh, celestial bodies that are named after the gods and goddesses from mythology. So when we go on a trip, we, uh, based upon our itinerary, we find which of these asteroid gods and goddesses are prominent in each person's chart. And then when we go to the temples or sacred sites that were connected with them, there is the opportunity for individuals to do personal healing work at those places. In the um, ancient world, there was a belief that um, disease or illness was something sent by the gods for having offended them. And the way to cure the disease or illness was to go to that god's temple um, and to make offerings and perhaps be initiated into their rites. This has become the um, basis of um, modern archetypal psychology of determining which archetype has been neglected or ignored and trying to honor that archetype through bringing those energies more into consciousness. And through um, our travels of ancient oracle tours, we use the chart as a diagnostic map to see which of the archetypes, which of the mythic beings that shape and influence our lives, which are most important for any particular individual, and by making a pilgrimage to their site, is one way to facilitate um, a process of transformation and healing. Beautiful, beautiful. So if you're interested <clears throat> in taking such a tour, please go to www.ancientoracletours.com and uh, find out more about that. So, uh, you know, what we've talked a lot of, we've sort of run the gamut here of talking about astrology in general and getting more and more specific over time. You know, you've had your own personal transformation and even professional transformation as you've tried to integrate traditional and modern astrology, which you've done very well in this book, Astrology and the Authentic Self. Can you tell us a little bit about how that transformation affected you and, and the outcome of it? Right, well, I had 25 years as a modern astrologer. And then um, at a certain point in my life, after my children were grown, I had wanted to go back to school and um, ended up in the classics department at the University of Oregon learning to read ancient Greek and Latin. Right around that time, um, there was a, a movement of discovering uh, the ancient astrological texts written about 2,000 years ago in the, in the ancient Greek language that were the foundation texts for our system that had been um, lost in libraries and monasteries and private collections all this time. And as those manuscripts began uh, turned into critical editions, astrologers began translating these texts, and I was involved in this movement. And for the first time in 2,000 years, we've um, been able to see what the very beginnings of our tradition were like. So it is much of that material that um, I have reintegrated into my modern psychological approach and that it provides um, a more solid foundation to know what the chart actually says. And from that, you can use that um, as the jumping-off point for the healing of the psyche, which is the gift of modern psychological astrology. Okay, so 
what is combined then? There's the, the psychology and the predictive element. Is that what you would sort the of... The strong foundation from the ancients of what isn't isn't possible for an individual's life. Okay. And then how to be able to work with that in a modern healing context. An example I can use is um, a friend of mine who has always wanted children, uh, but for many reasons, they never came to him. And in his chart, it's quite clear of both the desire for children and the influences that obstruct the uh, realization of that. And so the question then becomes, if something that you want is being denied to you, why and what else are you here to do? And for this uh, person, what happened was that um, over the course of his life, two of his best friends, they had lost their respective spouses with a child left behind. And he stepped in to be uh, the uh, surrogate parent helping raise these two other children. Had he had his own, um, he would have not had the time or energy of, or focus to be fully present for those children. Um, but because he didn't, then that was how he became possible for him to express his, um, to give value and meaning to his life. And that was all shown in the chart of both the denial of his own children and his role and destiny in the lives of these two other children. Wow. That's really cool. And that's another example mm -hmm. of how no's can be turned into yeses. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, as you have been uh, combining these two, integrating these two uh, approaches, you're not really subtracting from the modern to give to the traditional, nor from the traditional to give to the modern. You're merging the two. That's what I'm. That's what I've tried to do in the seminal work, astrology and the authentic self. Right. Right. Well, if you're an advanced professional astrology, I would really uh, astrologer. I would really recommend the reading of this book. And if you're not, I would also recommend the reading of this book because it does help us all to really understand. Um, the whole nature of the authentic self, what it is, how we're connected to the universe, how we are uh, ever-evolving, how we uh, really can be connected to ourselves in deeper ways than we've previously known and really come to understand ourselves. And that's one of those mysteries that uh, seems to confound us as we seem to be able to understand other people really well but not ourselves so much. So thank you so much, Demetra, for being on our show today and talking with us about your book, Astrology and the Authentic Self. And uh, we hope that you can come back again. I would love to. And again, thanks for this opportunity. That wow. was so beautifully expressed, your last sentence. Okay, good, yeah. good. Okay. Well, we're coming back again next week, and next week we'll be talking to Kevin Tadeshi regarding dream interpretation. So come back and listen again then. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. 
Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. 7th Wave Network.